Nut Nerd Podcast, Episode 108, Fergie Brown. Welcome to Episode 108 of the Not Nerd Podcast. I'm Nate Heath, and I'm here with Mr. Dave Baylor. Well, hello, everyone. 108, huh? You yes. Are, you, after last week's... I've corrected myself. Yeah, it's not O, it's zero. And yes. that's really important to you. And so I'm glad that we're taking the time necessary to make you happy. Yes. We are coming to you live to tape... <laughs> On the last day of 2017, we're recording this on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. so by the time you, we were going to do a big New Year's resolutions episode, but we realized by Thursday when you listen to this, you'll have be done with all of them anyway, Nobody's so gonna care why anymore. try? But we have plenty of technology to talk to you, talk at you about this week, because we are trying to help you tech better. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with some follow-up. First of all, we've been talking about cryptocurrency because everybody has lately. And one of the things, uh, you found an article, and it was actually on the 19th. We should have talked about it. December 19th. We should have talked about it last week. But I thought it was interesting. The title is, it's from Ars Technica, very Mm -hmm. reputable tech site. Right. Bitcoin rival, Bitcoin Cash, soars as Coinbase ad support which most of you just tuned out on this entire conversation Mm -hmm. and hit skip two minutes. Um, But Coinbase is one of the major uh, transaction houses, clearing houses for for many cryptocurrencies. Now, Bitcoin Cash was a weird split off of Bitcoin, which is very confusing and I don't understand at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even understand at all what Bitcoin Cash is. But... The gist of this article was that Coinbase was going to start supporting Bitcoin Cash. And so the prices had surged on December 19th from $2,800 per Bitcoin Cash, which is different than Bitcoin, up to 3800 per coin. That's what we're calling speculation. Yes. And then on GDAX, one of the other exchanges, it had a much bigger gain at 8500 Well, today, as of 1231 I wanted. I went in earlier and I looked to see what Bitcoin Cash was at. Uh huh. Twenty five hundred dollars. So it's back down <laughs> less than what it started at. So if so. you're one of those people who is a trader, that's like the day trader, where you're just following this and buy low and sell high all within a span of hours, you could have made some money. But for regular folk, if you would have seen this article like a day later and said, "Oh, this Bitcoin Cash is going to be huge. I'm going to buy in at thirty eight hundred because it's going to go to six thousand you would be out of a lot of money right now. Yeah. So, And disclaimer, do not take any type of legal or financial advice from us because we're not lawyers and we're both poor. Yes, there we go. Uh, Bitcoin, as it stands now, just for historical amusement, is at $14,138 per Bitcoin. That's gone down. Yes, it has gone down quite a bit. Uh, the high was nineteen thousand six sixty, according to this one um, and, exchange. And sixteen thousand was kind of it was at that for kind a while. of the average of where it's been. Yeah. So the lowest it's been in the last month was nine thousand six hundred forty five. So it's still way above that. But I have talked to so many people in the last probably three weeks that mm-hmm. have bought into Bitcoin because they've read the articles and now they know everything. Sorry for you people. Yes. that's (laughs) Who knows? It could still go crazy, but 
I just don't, I think there's much better things to invest in. Mm-hmm. Next story, the big story of last week that we talked about on last week's episode, you can go back and listen to that. The battery controversy with mm-hmm. Apple. I actually had a lunch the day after Christmas with some family and saw, talked with my cousin who I haven't talked with probably five years or so. I don't get to see Mm -hmm. him very often. He's from an ex marriage. And so I heard them at the other, the restaurant we're at at the other end of the table, he's talking with a couple of my other cousins and Mm -hmm. he's like, Oh, I need a new iPhone. I'm on like an iPhone six. And my other cousin's pure Android. <laughs> so and he, he jumped starts, on, piled on. Oh, just talking all this trash about Apple and how you can't use custom keyboards on Apple, which you can for like the last two or three years. And yeah. how this battery thing, Apple doesn't care. They just want you to buy new devices all the time and all this stuff. So I had to go down and set him straight. And I think <laughs> I convinced him to buy an iPhone 8 on a purchase plan through Sprint. So. Nice. Yes, not was, the Android cousin. The, no, the not iPhone the Android cousin. cousin. <laughs> yes, Jonah, I'll get you to switch one of these one days. One of these days, Jonah. Great guy. He's actually the one that made our Not Nerd shirts. Oh, so nice. We do like him, even though he. Yeah. we do have Android friends. And we have people who listen to the show who love Android, and yeah. that's great. And you and I need to branch out a little bit more and find more things. Sadly, my Android angle is always through the eyes of Kindle, yes. which is a layer on top of Android. So it's not really an Android. Technically a different store unless you install the Google store, yeah. which isn't going to be a natural experience. So. Yeah. So I, I use my Kindle fire all the time, but it's not a pure Android yes. tablet. And I would like to get one someday just to play around with it. Yes. I may, I may. Yeah. I was actually looking recently at, uh, there are some decent Android phones that are at a cheaper price. And I'm going to look and see kind of what the best option for those is. Mm-hmm. And maybe for the sacrifice of our listeners, I'll pick one up. Just to test out. Not one of the flagship ones that costs as much as an iPhone, but Motorola has a couple and a couple other of the Asian uh, companies that aren't available really widespread in the U.S., Mm -hmm. but they have some very cheap options with some decent specs on them. They're still always like, oh, this this spec has all the specs of a flagship phone. Except for the camera's horrible. Yeah. I couldn't take pictures with it. And it's like, or the processor is well, really slow. Yeah. It's like, well, let's think about that for a second. So, anyways, back to the story. Apple responded more. I read verbatim last week the uh, their announcement at kind of the beginning of this whole thing with that they are downgrading performance due to bad batteries over time. Yeah. And the, the summary is they have software in place that prevents your phone from shutting off and to do so. And this is for uh, phones that are older that have bad batteries or batteries that are past their prime, that it'll throttle down the processor. It'll, you know, slow down some animation frame rates and do different things to help keep the phone on longer. Yes. And a lot of people are equating this to as you're slowing my phone down. So I'll be forced to buy a new one. They've always been slowing my phone down, which is not the case. This is more recent on more recent devices. So two things that they're doing that they announced in this extra statement is they're reducing the price of out-of-warranty iPhone battery replacement by $50 from $79, which we mentioned last week, Mm -hmm. to $29. And that is huge. Huge. There's going to be a whole wake, well, if they learn about this, a whole wake of old iPhone users who are going to be like, shoot. I'm just going to go get a new battery now yeah. and, put, and breathe new life into my device because this is the reason. The battery has been the reason the whole time. And uh, 
I have a couple older devices. My daughter's using my old 6S Plus. And I'm like, you need to get a new battery. Yes. Because your experience is going to be so much better. Yeah. So it's any one with a phone, an iPhone 6 or later. So 6, 6S, 7s um, would be the ones that would probably qualify. I think from something that I heard that it will have to be within the degraded battery state that they so it would have to be below their normal threshold right. so but you're still out of warranty getting i mean they're losing money on this $29 for the battery and the labor it's got to cost them more than that but they're stepping up to take care of that and it is available as of today the 31st so if you oh, cool. fall into that camp check with apple they said there's going to be a software update early in 2018 mm-hmm. on iOS for the phones that will allow you to see a, have a little more transparency on whether you have this issue or not. So I think they're probably going to do that so they can say, hey, you've got to check this and prove it before you bring it into the Apple Store. Right. Because the amount of, I mean, if you can imagine how many people are using iPhone 6 or 6S that have issues with their phones and they're all just going to want battery replacements now, the amount of time just of support phone lines. Now, yeah, Apple needs to wants to take care of this. So um, that's besides the point. But for them to be able to streamline it and say, hey, have you checked in your settings to see if it actually says that this is an issue that your phone might sometimes throttle you or it might have a pop-up if that happens. Say, hey, we are now throttling your phone because your battery is in a low state. Um, so let me, let me, just to be clear on this. Yes. Before, you could go into Apple at any time pay the $80 and have them replace your battery. Yes. Just, you could buy a brand new phone, take it in next week and get it replaced. But since they're discounting at $50, they're saying only phones that have a degraded battery were going to replace at this price. I know from what I heard from Jason Snell and John Gruber on the Daring Fireball podcast, that they would only replace your battery for the $79 if it was below the... You know, threshold. whatever it was, like 80%. So that was original. always the case. Yes. That, okay. Yes. So that is a good clarification to okay. make that it wasn't, you couldn't go in every week and get a new battery. It was only if your phone had dropped below kind of that usable state that they had decided. Uh, I heard a lot more information on impedance and kind of why this happens. Um, I just. <laughs> You could get it's, into all the science. I'll yes. put a link in the show notes. Apple put out a technical article on it as well. So you can go look at that, and it will talk all about all the science uh, of what is going on, why it's happening. iPads don't have this issue because they have bigger batteries, and there's just more. I like big batteries that cannot lie. Other that's, brothers can't deny. That's all I got. <laughs> when an iPad walks in... <laughs> We could, do a whole, there. Yes. we could do a whole thing. <clears throat> the Sir Mix-A-Lot Hour on the Not Nerd podcast. But one of the other things I thought was funny this week is that LG and some of the Andro- other Android smartphone makers have come out to say they're jumping on this bandwagon of slamming Apple and saying, hey, well, we don't do this specific thing to our <laughs> phones. They better be careful. To which I say, for one, yeah, because you don't do any updates for your past phones. I True mean, that. It's impossible to get an update after you buy the thing. And second of all, from what I've heard in some Reddit discussions and a bunch of nerds talking, 
that they do different things. And Android already has a lot of stuff built in that does these kind of um, thresholds for energy use mm-hmm. on batteries. You because have to. It's a battery. It's a very small battery in a confined space. You have to put limits on it. They have to. Everybody has to throttle processors and stuff because if you just let your phone go wide open using as much energy, as much power as it could, the thing would just melt. Oh, like the Note Seven. <laughs> well, that was a different issue. Explode. But, uh, yes. Yeah, but shouldn't users be able to make that choice? Yes, <laughs> they should. Uh, next follow-up story. You don't sound very convincing, but let's go to the next topic. <laughs> yes, that's enough battery talk. So, yes, if you, to summarize, if you have an iPhone 6 or 6S that seems to be having some severe battery issues, you now are going to get a bargain on replacement of that. A quick bonus pro tip on the issue that I have seen reiterated several times this week is the fact that often issues with your iPhone are not related to the battery. Mm. There are plenty of other things that can happen, especially let's say you've had several different iPhones over a long time and you just always migrate all your data over and Mm -hmm. everything and Mm -hmm. just always keep updating it. It can just have some weird issues over time in the operating system. So a lot of people were reminding people, if you have issues and you don't think it's the battery, that if you do a backup, wipe your phone, and then restore the backup, yeah. that that can make a big difference on your if phone. If it's a fresh version of the operating system on the device so that there's no cruft. Yes. So that is one thing. If you want to try that, let us know. We'll give you instructions. Mm-hmm. On to the next story. We talked way back on episode 77, which mm-hmm. we titled Stanky Bean. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Which is... Uh, Non-coincidentally, my son's uh, username in many video oh, games Oh, yes, these that's days. right. You guys found, used it. So what it was is some guy used artificial intelligence to come up with names for colors. And we've had this article for quite a while, and I figured for the end of the year, we'd have a good fun article. There was another experiment where they were cr- somebody else tried to do some experiments on AI creating colors right. based on what the colors were and the information it was given. So this guy's name was Shane. Uh, He had a blog post and he went through and has all these colors. And (laughs) I, I, I really want to paint my house in porch tingle gray, which (laughs) porch tingle, huh? porch tingle, or, you know, some Pederitan sand. What about Bader's wart (laughs) brand hers? Fergie Brown, <laughs> Roycroft Briss. Oh, that sounds that sounds really proper. And yes, that's like a British Tremper Voile stand-in, <laughs> Redweed. And there's some normal ones like Night Red. Yes. You would think like Night Black or Night Gray or Night Blue, but Red. And that doesn't look like Night Red to me. But oh, mm. I am my new color for every website that I design. The main color is going to be Fergie Brown. Fergie Brown, baby. It sounds like, wasn't there a TV show? Yes. <laughs> what was her name? Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown, not Fergie Brown. Brown. Well, Fergie's the one from uh, the Black Eyed Peas, who she has a new album coming out. What? I saw on Entertainment Tonight She last sings night. by herself without yes. the peas? Yes, she has dropped the peas, and after 10 years, she's coming out with a new solo album. Well, that's um, good. This week in Obscure Music. Yes. 
So we had, oh, there's some more later on in the article. You just have to go look. I mean, the colors are all nice. They're all pretty neutral pastels. Yeah, they're, they're pretty. Bleed wood, perp green. What about this one? Polar forest ma pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Windled waters. Mm-hmm. Barking white. And don't forget about clay cow. <laughs> oh, and dry custard. That's uh, I think that's something else. Hey, just the last one. When you go to paint your, your kid's room. Be sure to choose bull cream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should move on. Yes, we should move on. And that definitely brings us to the time when we need Dave's pro tip of the week. So, being a good son, I talk to my mom at least once a month. <laughs> yes. It's you a- are. Man, yeah. you're son of the year. It's actually been quite a while in between. My apologies, Mom. You may be listening to this episode because I finally got you to subscribe to the podcast, and you said to let you know when I was going to talk about your issue that you had. And I I think I'm remembering it correctly. You're wanting information on how to move photos you've taken from your phone into your computer. Now, she has a Macintosh laptop that she's used for a number of years. Everything that she has... I would be frustrated with because it's older and slow, but to her, it works great. So I'm going to talk about that today. How do you get images from your device onto a computer so that you can store them in your album if you wanted to edit them or if you wanted to email them to somebody with your computer? If you just don't use your phone like you and I do all day long, you want to do it from your computer. So with an iPhone, there are a couple different ways, and I'll just just touch on a, a few. First and foremost, probably one of the worst ways to do it is to email yourself the photos. Oh, I just went through this literally <laughs> yesterday. Did you email Somebody your- started emailing me photos and then for a website I'm working on and then said, is there an easier way that we could do this? And I said, yes, there like, is. And I believe it's one of the ones you'll talk there's about. There's a lot of different ways. Uh, so if you have a modern Mac and a modern iPhone or iPad, you can just use AirDrop to yes. drop photos back and forth from device to device. It uses special Wi-Fi and Bluetooth bands on, on these devices and channels to pair up various devices that are near each other. And you can say, yes, I want to send this to Nate, who's sitting across from me, and he can say, yes, accept this. And it's like, when it works, it's magic. It oh, doesn't always work, but yep. when it does, it's magic. And you can do that from your phone to your computer. Now, my mom's computer is older, and I don't think it supports modern AirDrop. So that's probably uh, yeah. out of the question. Of course, there are many third-party options. You could always use Dropbox and connect your phone and oh, your computer yeah. through a third-party service like Dropbox or Google Drive or Amazon Drive or many, many, many options. But the way that's rolled into the modern operating system for Macintosh and iPhone users is by using iCloud Photo Library. Now, Nate, is this how you currently manage pictures, or how do you manage them? Oh, it's complicated for It's complicated. I I use iCloud Photo Library, but not on my computer. Okay. So I will will let everyone know why at the end. I think I've touched on it before, but I'm weird. I'm not how you should do it. So you keep going with yours. I'll keep going. So iCloud Photo Library. So to get started, what you need to do is go into the Settings app on your iPhone. And you can click on your name at the top if you're on a newer operating system. The older operating systems had the iCloud option down in the body of the settings. But um, modern operating systems, iOS 10 and 11, they have it at the very top. You touch your name if you're logged in. And this does require require an Apple ID. So if you don't have that, you can't participate. That's 
that's another podcast, another topic. <laughs> yes. But you click on your name, and then there's iCloud, and it magically shows up there. And when I click on it, there's an option for photos. And when I click on that, this is the pane that I want. It says photos at the top. There's a section for iCloud photo library to be toggled on and off. You can optimize your photos, or you can download the originals. Uh, there's also a photo stream option, and then you can choose whether to use iCloud photo sharing. So once iCloud photos library is enabled on your phone, you can then go to your computer, your Macintosh, and you click on system preferences, click on iCloud, and you find a very similar set of options to turn iCloud photo library on. When you do that, and you're using the same Apple ID, Apple connects these two devices together. And any photo you take on your phone goes magically up into the sky and then comes down onto your computer. And vice versa, if you drag a photo from your desktop or your email or wherever into your photo library on your computer, it will get uploaded to the cloud and then make its way down to your mobile device. So that's i that's iCloud photo library in a nutshell. There's also a legacy technology that you may see in there called PhotoStream. This was the worst thing, Apple. This is one of the worst things they ever did. It was in lieu of a proper cloud-based photo library. They said, hey, we're just going to allow you to shoot pictures from all your devices to all your other devices directly. And it results in confusion what photos are on what devices. I have it coming from my iPad to my phone, but not my phone to my iPad. You know, what's going on and my computer's not seeing any of them. It's just the craziest, worst implementation of anything ever. So don't use PhotoStream. iCloud Photo Library is where it's at. Now, one caveat. iCloud Photo Library uses your storage space to store these photos in the cloud. Apple generously gives you a mere five (laughs) gigabytes of storage. Most people have been taking photos for dozens of years, and they far exceed five gigabytes of storage. And so you can get into trouble with this, where your storage suddenly becomes full. And then Apple will prompt you and say, well, you could pay $2 a month to have 50 gigs. And for all of you big library holders out there, it's going to cost you 10 bucks a month. To have what is the story? Two terabytes. Two terabytes for ten bucks. Yeah, so that's two thousand gigabytes, which is great. It's not a bad thing, but that's a lot just to maintain your photo library in in the cloud. So there are alternatives. So in addition to iCloud Photo Library and AirDrop and third party cloud drive services, you can also use Google Photos, which. Nate and I both our favorite our That's favorite picks of the millennia. Yes, but it's a little more complicated. It's very much like iCloud Photo Library, except you have unlimited storage. You don't have to worry about the five gigabyte storage, but it is a little more complicated to set up and use. That's the the kicker on that one. Um, Nate, am I forgetting any photo tips of how to get? I, I'm thinking of one, but of getting from my mobile device to my computer, getting photos. Um, we obviously recommend highly well. And part of the problem with Google photos is it makes it very easy to get and free to get all your photos into the cloud, yes. but it doesn't necessarily automatically put them on your computer. You can access them from your computer yeah. easily. You have to do some work, do some work to get them back down. Yeah. So tried and true. What I do is I grab my 
lightning cable, charge mm-hmm. cable, plug yep. one end in my computer and the other end into my iPhone, open up iPhone or photos, yeah, and hit the import button. That is one of the easiest way. Yes. And that's probably the way I would recommend to my mom because it's the easiest. She doesn't have to worry about all these cloud libraries or running out of space. It's just connect the two devices together and import. Now, if you're not a photos library user, if you're not using that tool, she does. But if you're not, and you just want to put them in a folder on your desktop, you can use image capture, which is built into your Mac already. Fire it up. It'll find the device when you plug it in, and you can import it wherever you want on your computer. It couldn't be simpler. So that is a very good way to manage your photos. You could do it to an external hard drive if you don't have room on your computer. And also iCloud Photo Library also will work on a Windows machine. It will. So you can download iCloud on a Windows computer mm-hmm. and use it that way. And it'll work similar to the image capture where you can just import everything yeah. um, from the cloud or the direct connection to a PC will work too. Because I know a lot of people have PCs or have a PC desktop that might have more storage space than mm-hmm. a newer laptop does. And so, but yes, I... Back your photos up somewhere, multiple places. One backup is none backup. That's right. Nate, but what about our Linux users? What are they going to do? They're going to get a different... They're not going to care because Linux users don't take pictures. No, that's not true. They can always go to iCloud.com, log in with their Apple ID, and you can access all of your photos online if you're using iCloud Photo Library. And so Apple's given us options. None of them are perfect, uh, but at least you have a little bit of wiggle room depending on how much storage you have or how much money you want to spend. One of the things I would be concerned about for my mom who's going to be uploading and downloading gigabytes of photos through iCloud photo library is data. Yes. If it's, you have super slow data or you're capped and you have to pay for a bunch, you're not going to want to do it this way because it's going to cost you an arm and leg just to transfer your photos. In that case, you should just use a lightning cable. Yes, I, I agree. All right. So my tips of the week, that's, that's Beautiful. it. Beautiful. I, I know it wasn't very concise and I gave you a lot of information, but hopefully somewhere in there, you found a way to get pictures from your device into your computer. Yes. And Many options. Cool. And if you have problems, ask us. Two addendums mm-hmm. from me. For one, please pause the podcast right now. Go download the Google Photos well, app. Well, they can't hear on- you because they paused it. Oh, dang it. <laughs> when he's done explaining it, pause yes. the podcast. Yes. In one minute, pause the podcast. <laughs> People always say that on podcasts. I never thought about that because yeah. I never actually pause the podcast. <laughs> Keep listening to the podcast, but close the podcast app or go on your computer, every device you have that has pictures on it, and set up Google Photos. Just yeah. do it now. Mm-hmm. Use your Google account. If you don't have one, you should have one. It's you free. probably have one for Gmail or whatever. Select the free unlimited option. It'll upload everything. Uh, it won't do 4K or anything above 14 megapixels, but <laughs> unless you know about that, yeah. it doesn't matter. Set it up so you never have to lose a picture. My second addendum, the reason why I don't use iCloud Photo Library on my computer Mm -hmm. is because I am silly, and I like to keep a copy of every single picture I've ever taken, which I don't want to keep in iCloud Photo Library, Mm -hmm. but on my computer, I have every photo I've ever taken, so with my daughter, who's a year and a half, Mm -hmm. that includes, if you ever saw any of the pictures of every month in her first year we took pictures that includes 200 pictures and burst modes and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm 
I'm way overkill, but I am the one backup is none backup guy. Yeah, yeah. So I like to keep everything in case I ever need a hundred pictures of when she was four months old. <laughs> yes, I can think for of every many. angle and the blurry ones too. So yeah. for the most part, iCloud Photo Library or Google Photos is going to be a great option for you. But with iCloud Photo Library, if you're using it on all your devices, if you then delete some pictures off your phone, it will delete them everywhere. Yeah, that's a big so, caveat. Be Keep careful. that in your memory. Yes. Let's move on to some takes, the stories of the week. There was some new research done. What? You know who's really good at marketing themselves? Researchers, because they need more money to do more research. And so yeah. they keep doing research and finding things that are the opposite of what people researched right. before. Remember what we released, researched last year? Yes. It's opposite. I, it blows my mind sometimes of all the different research that comes out and what gets picked up by the news, what doesn't. It's usually whatever's sensational. Yep. But this came from the University of Oxford in the UK. And the title of the article, this was published a couple weeks ago, Children's Screen Time Guidelines Too Restrictive According to New Research. Now, I forget what the latest was before this, as you know, as far as all these parenting places saying what the screen time should be One for children. One hour a day, 30 minutes, four hours, I don't know. It was like no screen. They can't be in the same room as a screen until <laughs> yeah. they're 10 years old. Yeah. And then they They'll can be have sterile. three minutes per day or just ridiculous stuff. This, and make sure you get the gluten-free screens. Oh, yes. As you do use Definitely gluten-free and do a background check on any screens in your house. Yes. Because you never know. Never know. But what I really liked about this research is the fact that they actually thought it through a little <laughs> bit, for one. This is insane. And they kind of did it as not just, here's screen time you should have and what you shouldn't have, but it talked about really shared screen time with your children. Like, mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunities if you're watching something together or doing something together on the computer or the tablet or the TV. What about playing video games together? Does that yes. count? Yes, it does. Okay. So, I mean, that's good shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder time with your mm -hmm. kids, bonding time, playing games. So it focused more on that of the effect of just being more mindful of the screen time. Right. A more social experience versus a recluse who's in their room just tapping on yes. Instagram photos. Yes. I got to talk to my daughter about that. <laughs> so, and there you know, are times when children get to a point, especially younger children, where you just need something to distract them for a little while. That's mm -hmm. going to happen. But when it gets to eight hours a day of, yeah. hey, I wanted to get the laundry done, so just put gave the baby a tablet and a phone and a TV. Yeah. You're raising a um, someone who's not going to be a productive member of society, perhaps, yes. if that's what you perhaps. want to raise. Unless you want them to be a computer programmer, well, then they'll make a ton of money and yeah. be a very productive member of society. I, I just want to be clear. Looking at content on a screen does not equal becoming a computer programmer. Yeah. There has to be some learning in there. I don't know if you've used the PBS for Kids app. <laughs> I, I actually have it not. It has nothing to do with programming. But this was, um, they were working with the American Academy of Pediatrics and the Oxford Institute and Cardiff University. So this is going to keep changing these regulations. Because nobody knows. Nobody knows. And we haven't had... You know, the iPhone's only been around 10 years, so smartphones, we don't have any good research on what mm -hmm. how a kid's going to end up. But now that I have a child that is a year and a half, I pretty much have figured out parenting. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of what your kids are doing and be involved in their lives and don't use it as an excuse to not be a part of their lives. And I will say, parents, um, this is absolutely crucial. 
never, ever allow your child or yourself to use a smartphone in a dimly lit theater. Ever. It should (laughs) never come out of your pocket. The screen should never come on. If you're expecting a text or something urgent, your wife's going to maybe go to the ER because of a baby, don't go to the theater. That is not a place for you to be. This is just a personal thing and a PSA, I like to say. If you remove your phone from your pocket and turn the screen on in a theater that I'm at while the movie's going, you might get popcorn thrown on you. Hey, hey, Dave, quick sidestep. Yeah. I've been meaning to ask you how your movie pass is going. <laughs> <laughs> I've been going to a lot of movies. Yes. And movie pass has been working great. Nice. So. And that's the $10 a month where you get you can see up to one movie a day. Yes. And what have you been averaging, would you say, for movies per month? In the, you've per had month? it probably like four or five months now? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that many months, but I, I probably have averaged four movies a month, three yeah. to four movies a month. So once a week. Or so. so less than less than four dollars per movie, so definitely worth it. Definitely and, worth it, I think. If you're going to go to more than one movie per month, then it's worth it to you. Yes, very cool. Well, yeah, Movie Pass. <laughs> I think I think Jared got his too, so I'd be yeah. interested to hear from him I or anybody help, else. I can't help but think that you use that technique to deflect me from my my rant <laughs> to on calm screens. me back down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and knowing that you weren't paying as much, yeah, so, so the holistic cost that's was a true. little better. When people are on their phones. Well, what's movies. great is I can always go back to another movie for free. Yeah. So don't worry about it. There we go. Uh, we haven't talked about any crowdsourcing, fundraising campaigns lately, Kickstarters, Indiegogos, and you found mm-hmm. one. It's kind of interesting here. It's called the Bento Stack for Apple Accessories. So I'm one of these guys that has lots of stuff. I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you know this about me, cables huh. and cords. Weirdo. My wife is just discovering this about me, <laughs> yes. that I collect various sundries and items. So a, a bento box is, I, I believe, a Japanese lunch box. Um, my daughter has one that she takes to school sometimes. It's a layered box. You put something in the bottom, something in the middle. There's a lid. There's usually little compartments, and it's all... It's all very compact and and very functional. Well, this Indiegogo called the Bento Stack for Apple Accessories, they've taken that concept and allowed you a similar experience in collecting all of your Apple cables and adapters and cord management things and pencils and whatever else you might carry around in your bag. So it's kind of neat. You and I, we have a lot of stuff and we've looked at little makeup bags and little clips and cords, uh, management tools and all these things. So what did you think about this? Uh, maybe describe what it is. Yeah. So I watched the video and it is intriguing. They have, uh, so yeah, it's probably what about four inches by four inches by eight inches or something around that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit bigger, but it has several different compartments. So they kind of snap all together there's a bottom compartment that's a little deeper where you could put power chargers and some mm-hmm. bigger stuff. There's a bottom lid for that bottom compartment that holds Apple Watch straps. If you have them. Or it could just be a a you know, a lid. Yes. Cause I'm not sure how often I don't ever change my Apple Watch strap. Yeah. And how often I would need two extra ones. But people who would buy this Bento stack box yes. have multiple Apple straps. Watch bands because yes. it's trendy and nice and cool and functional. So then there's a little smaller 
top compartment where you could put a couple cables, AirPods, a top lid, which would hold your Apple Pencil mm-hmm. for the iPad Pro, and then a cover, and then it comes with a silicone strap to go around it, a rubber band. Yes. <laughs> but since it's modular, you can choose, you know what, I'm just going to use the big, larger bottom compartment mm-hmm. and the top lid and yes. leave the rest of the stuff at home. And you're like, oh, I'm going on a trip. I'm going to include the middle section and add a few more cables and the lid. Or, hey, I bought an iPad and I got a pencil. Now I'm going to put the little divider in between that holds the pencil. So you can choose any of these pieces at any time. You don't have to take everything along. Anyway, the price of this right now is $38 plus shipping. Uh, the retail price is going to be 50 bucks when this ships, which I think is a little bit too much for this. I would pay yeah. probably between, <laughs> what would you pay? <laughs> I would probably pay 30 to 40 bucks for this. So the $38 is kind of right. I don't know that I would go much over 40, honestly. Yeah, it, I definitely... It's plastic. I mean, you know, we like you mentioned, we've talked about some different cases and stuff. And I, they did have, there's a subreddit on Reddit. There's mm-hmm. a subreddit called Where Did the Soda Go? Yeah. Where they do animated <laughs> GIFs of from every infomercial, you, like the part where people are like flinging spaghetti into their hair and stuff. The yes. black and white part where people are freaking out because they don't have whatever they're selling. Yes. And they do have a segment in this video where the girl sits down with her backpack and she probably has... 10 Apple chargers with about 20 cables just in the general section of her backpack. <laughs> and Jeez. I'm like, what? I know. You, were you carrying 10 laptops in there? Is I know. Two? She opens it up and it's just like it, this cords explode yes, out of the it. The backpack is full of cables, which <laughs> it's something you do. And it got us to remember that part of it. Yeah. But, um, I think this would be a good option if you do... You know, if you look at this and say, hey, this is the kind of stuff that I'm traveling with. I have a couple solutions that work okay. My backpack... I actually switched to a new, uh, the other Dekine backpack I have, which has a ton of pockets, which I'm still getting used to what I put in which well, pocket. Well, yeah, but, you lose the stuff. Yeah. But when I watch this commercial, everything that's in there, you own. Yes. You own the Apple Pencil, right? Yeah. Yes. You own one watch strap that's on your... Well, actually, uh, actually no, you, I have two other watch straps. Well, there you I go. Do. You I have the original in there. and that tan one. You've got the power adapter that goes to your iPad. Yes. And your computer. Yes. Although, I don't know if that one would fit. That'd fit in the bottom, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and some lightning cable yeah. cords. And they would all fit in here very nicely. And some headphones. So True. Your little uh, AirPod case would fit nicely in there. And they have some dividers also, I forgot to mention. Anyway, if you're into Apple products and you're into organization check this out because it might be for you. Yeah. They've raised $151,000, uh, 450%, 454% funded from what they were asking. And then they still have some available. So go check it out. If that sounds like something that you would need. And, uh, I don't think I'll be buying one just cause I've kind of Jimmy rigged some stuff together mm-hmm. to, is Jimmy rig? Some Jury sort of rig. Jury rig. I knew a guy named Jimmy that was very handy, so I oh. always called it. But I figured it was some derogatory statement, and it yeah. probably is. Sorry. As if, is jury rigged. Sorry if we've offended anyone out there. Yes. Uh, or Jerry, is it Jerry rigged? Jerry. Maybe it's Jerry. It's a Jerry rig. And I just rig. knew Jimmy, so I call it yeah. Jimmy rigged. Jury rig is when you inter- interact with uh, the political or the <laughs> legal system. Gerrymandering? Yeah, no. We're getting way off Wait. topic here. I'm going to see <laughs> Let me if Let get that's, my dictionary uh, out here. I'm going to see if jury rig is racist. Are you really going to look this up right now? But jury rigging is something I would not recommend because it could land you in prison. That, this is very true. Um, yes. Okay. It looks like we're okay, safe on that one. Okay. Next up, we have a sad um, 
series of events, mm. there was there's something called swatting that has been around. It's mostly in the online gaming community. And this is not when you have a bug that no, you want to kill. No, not a fly swatter. Uh, swatting with the capital S-W-A-T is the act of calling the police, a.k.a. the SWAT team, on somebody saying that there's a hostage situation at their home and then the SWAT team goes and it causes lots of problems. Um, there was a couple stories that I remember reading about this that said that they would call the SWAT team out and the person's playing like Call of Duty so loud that yeah. all the sounds, it sounds like gunshots are happening in the right. house. And I the, think that's kind of the the ideal yeah. scenario and for these. And the police are confused. They break down the door and enter a room where a kid's playing video games yes. in his underwear and gets freaked out. And has his headphones on or whatever. And it's supposed to be the funniest thing in the world. Yes. But it is just a stupid prank. And there was an incident in Kansas, mm-hmm. your home and native land, yes, um, where there was two guys that were apparently playing Call of Duty and got mad at each other over like a $1 or $2 bet on a round mm-hmm. of the game, which is just ridiculous. Stupid. And so this one guy called in a SWAT attack. The other guy gave him his address. What but it was he said f- was his address. A fake address. Fake address. So the cops all show up to this other house. This guy has no clue what's going on. Just a guy. Opens the door, and they're telling him to put his hands up. Apparently, he keeps putting his hands down towards his waist, which they think that there was somebody killed, that there's a hostage yeah. situation. It going was on like, here. there's already one person dead. You got to come quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it a really crazy situation. A lot of things happen, and the police shot this guy. So, um, I was reading up on it today, some of the updates, and it looks like the guy that maybe they arrested somebody in Los Angeles, not in Kansas, uh, that might have been the person who called in the SWAT attack. And apparently he's claiming, or somebody in charge of his Twitter account has claimed all these other ones. Yeah, he's and apparently like bomb a, scares a and serial, all this stuff. Serial swatter. So swatting, it's I don't have to tell the not nerd listeners not to do this, but very sad that it had to end like this mm-hmm. in totally innocent guy and the cops show up at his door and he ends up dead because some guy got mad over a couple dollars on a video game. Yeah. So. It's just a good lesson to remind everyone, keep your cool online. I mean, people gain all this confidence because they're hiding behind their keyboard and their computer monitor on the other end of the internet. And they say things and they do things and they make people feel a way that they would never do in person. They would never say these things to someone in person. They would never do these things. But because they're kind of anonymous and hiding, they do all these ridiculous things. And you think, well, there's no consequence. It's just all in good fun. But this is a great example of how there are huge ramifications and consequences for being an idiot, no matter where you're being an idiot at. This is true. So don't be an idiot, people. Don't be an idiot. Be an adult. Well, that doesn't say a whole lot for a lot of people. I know a lot of idiots that are adults. Yes, true. The next story, based on the headline, I'm almost putting borderline not news on this one. The headline says, ad targeters are pulling data from your browser's password manager. I put this one in there because I knew it. No, it's not that I knew it. It's that I do not like to use built-in password managers that all these browsers have. Even your iPhone with the Safari thing, and it's got, we'll save your passwords. I never do any of that. I'm just freaked out. I'm like, I don't know where this is being saved. I don't have any control over this. And so apparently there are some advertisers or some people who create some of these ad engines who have figured out a way to track you 
based on your built-in password management software. This is not LastPass. This is not uh, One Password. This isn't the others. These are the ones that are built in yes. to your web browsers. Yes. Yeah. So let's say you were shopping on uh, let let's see, Garmin's website, which is an ad I, I see right here. Okay, Garmin. And you were searching for a new watch, and they had AdThink and on audience are the two services that they found that were doing this okay. activity. And you were logged into Garmin's website because you bought something else from them. Well, if you and you had that saved in your browser, well, if mm-hmm. you logged out of the website and went to the website again with their script, they could look in your saved browsers yeah. and say, Hey, you're on this website. Have they ever had a login for this website? Right. So it's kind of complicated. It's not. On it's, first glance, on the headline, you'd think, yes. oh, they're stealing all my passwords. It's not into the world doom and gloom, but it's just another way that these pesky advertisers are getting their claws into the customers. Uh, you know, they're trying to make a money, but when they do these schemes that are just kind of inappropriate and very yeah. shady, it, it really makes me upset. Yes. And so... It's a cat and mouse game, so they'll put in things to block this, and then they'll figure something else out, and they will find a way to track you. But um, we'll try to try to keep you aware of how to avoid that. Okay, that is way enough news. It is time for our picks of the week. So, what is one of the? Can you guess one of the favorite things I like to do with my phone? Uh, play games. Well, yes, but specifically in a physical way. Oh, uh, hold it in your hand. <laughs> you That's what you would think. Oh. I really like to hold it up to my forehead. Oh, To put my really? greasy forehead onto the back of my phone. Huh. Why would that be, Dave? <laughs> well, because my pick of the week this week is Heads Up from Ellen DeGeneres, the, you know, the, yes. the wacky TV talk TV show host. host. Yes. She made this game a few years ago, and we probably talked about it before. But um, I'm reminded, as tonight is New Year's Eve, as people like to play parties and or play games at parties and have food and all this stuff. This would be a great game. Sorry, it's a little after the fact for those of yes, you who next are, year put it <laughs> yeah, next year. Download it now for next year's yeah. New Year's Eve party. But this is a great little game. It's it's basically a uh, uh, not really a trivia game. It's a sh- mix charades and uh, guess guessing type games. And so what it is, you pick a category. And let's say the category is, I'm going to get the stupid ad off of my page. This is one of these apps that they've started including these ads, even though I paid for stuff and it just drives me crazy. Uh, So I'm going to just randomly pick one called Accents and Impressions. Oh, randomly. (laughs) Yes, randomly. Your favorite thing to do. And so me as the player would place my device on my forehead, screen facing the audience. And it counts down. I can't see what's on the screen. And in this example, it's Transylvanian. Ah. And so the people in the audience would be like, I want to suck your blood. I want to suck your blood or whatever. And you'd be like, uh, Dracula. No, wait, it's an accent. Uh, Transylvanian. And then you go to the next one. And it's uh, Spanish. And so I'm not even going to try that one because that's too easy. <laughs> uh, Donald Duck. So you however he talks. And so you get points, right? And then you hand it to the next person when your time is up. It's just a lot of fun. There's an option to, oh, nice one. How, how would a Californian talk? <laughs> try that one. <laughs> You're a surfer. Yeah. How would that Hang be? loose, dude. <laughs> that was brilliant. That was smashing. That was great. 
you there is an option to record your audience oh, as you're playing nice. and it plays back some funny yes. stuff. Uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. I believe it's free to download and you get a couple different decks, but you can purchase additional decks for like a dollar, two bucks, and then you can just buy all the decks for like, I think it was nine ninety nine or twelve, nineteen ninety nine. You can buy all the, the decks for nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So they come out with different decks all the time and different deals. So it's a lot of fun, but check it out. It's my pick of the week. Heads up. Great implementation of a party board type game because you could just have a deck of cards but yeah. done on ios simple enough always new uh questions and recording stuff. the video is a great yeah. option so very cool i've heard i've seen lots of people playing it we were playing it a little bit yeah. over at your house the mm-hmm. other day and very good option well my pick of the week is the WizGear dashboard mount WizGear universal magnetic car mount holder windshield mount and dashboard dashboard mount holder for cell phones and tablets with long adjustable arm new rectangle head and would this be from WizGear? yes this would be <laughs> okay. from WizGear. okay since it so this twice. was something i believe i purchased it on prime day that was just um, a few weeks oh oh not not oh this is back this summer yeah not black friday but back okay. july i think they do their amazon prime day yeah and it i needed a good solution for my phone in the car now, as you can tell by that very concise, specific title, <laughs> yes. this is a magnetic car mount holder, which I believe we've talked about magnetic mounts before. Mm-hmm. So the way this works is there is a, uh, magnet, a okay. magnet. There's a magnet. <laughs> oh, interesting. A magnet in the car mount, and then you have a metal piece that you put in the back of the case of your phone, and then it will attach... Just by, there's no grips. You don't have to expand. You don't have to lock anything. You can just throw your phone. And with the iPhone 10, it is a lot lighter than the plus size phone. So it just goes on there, hangs really nicely. Now, this thing is kind of a beast. Mm -hmm. It's got a big old locking suction cup on the bottom and an extension arm and some different adjustment knobs. So it really, um, it's kind of a big thing, but it works great. I have it just right in the center of my dashboard, and then I have it adjusted just perfectly so it's just below the windshield at a very good level mm-hmm. to be able to look at, glance at my phone while I'm driving. Very easy with the magnet because, again, I used to have one where you had to grab the little springy thing oh, and yeah, then kind of grab it in, it in there. Um, but I've been using this one for probably six months now, and it is very good. I don't know if you looked at it yet, but I was going to do. You did. I did because I was so curious. What would Dave? Well, you know... I probably would pay up twenty bucks for this thing, but I see the price on here is a generous twelve ninety nine. Yes, so I mean thirteen bucks. Uh, check it out if you need a good car mount. There's a ton of different options, but I've really enjoyed this one. It works well for me, my car. I have a Honda CRV, so it's kind of a midsize, smaller SUV type. Um, a quick question: You have a newer phone that has uh, wireless charging built in. Yes. If you put a metal plate between your wireless charger and your phone, it won't charge. How are you keeping up with that issue? Good question. Well, it you are correct with a metal plate in the back of your case or there's some it actually came with like 10 different options so you'd have different size metal pieces some with adhesive if you don't use a case. Mm-hmm. And the one I use is a little bit bigger just so I can it's easier on the mount, but that will block the wireless charging unless you 
if it's in the middle of the back of the case, mm-hmm. which kind of needs to be for the mount. I'm not using wireless charging. Mm-hmm. I really just don't. You bought the thing, so I thought maybe. You're yeah, using it. I, I'll let you borrow it. I I just don't really have a need for wireless charging because mm-hmm. I the place and I have to go back quick sidestep. I'm the sidestep master. The my battery life on the iPhone 10 mm-hmm. is at least double what I've ever had in an iPhone besides the. Plus. I was making the point the other day that this thing, it lasts forever. Yes. And I think partially due to the OLED display, and I use a lot of dark mode and black backgrounds and stuff like yeah. that, just because I like them, not because I'm trying to yeah. you know, get longer battery life. But it, it lasts forever. For example, last night I went to bed. I needed to use my lightning charger to charge a different device. Yeah. I didn't even charge it last night. Yeah. Well, let's say my 7 Plus, when I purchased that, and I, I mean, I hit the ground running with my phone, mm-hmm. videos, podcasts, games. I would by eleven or noon need to plug it in. Now it, I'll get home mm-hmm. like five or six, and it's like, oh, I should put a little charge on it if I want to use it tonight before bed. But the battery life is great, so that's why I don't really care about wireless charging. It doesn't work for me. That will be an issue if you do use mm-hmm. wireless charging. Yeah, just keep that in mind. But I've been looking for the perfect uh, in car. Uh, mount yeah that offers wireless charging and i'm still shopping so i'll let you guys uh, know so if i come up with something in. yeah so very nice well that's going to wrap up this episode i some of you might have seen if you're not on our liking our facebook page and in our facebook group you should be but player fm which is an android and web-based podcast player they had us in their top podcast of 2017 it was in the tech category yeah um but you know it was it was a, it was on, you had to scroll down a ways. Yeah. I don't know the number. It was in the top hundred because I was kind of counting down. It was definitely in top hundred. And there were thousands. So that was very cool to see. Keep subscribing, telling people, uh, leaving reviews on mm-hmm. iTunes or wherever you can. Share the word because that's our goal is to get good tech information to as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so to we, have fun. Yes. Yes. Keep it lighthearted. Have fun. Learn something new. And not be so frustrated with our technology Mm because I know that that's something that a lot of people face. So uh, hopefully we are helping you do that. Please interact with us. Send us your questions. We're lonely. Yeah, we are so lonely. We get tired of talking to each other. But no, you can check out the website, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the podcast, obviously. And we will talk to you soon. Well, we sound like we're in sync. Yeah. That's a good start. How are your view meters? Uh, you sound a little not loud to me, but it could be because I'm closer to myself than I am to you. What? Does that make sense? Does that sound better? That sounds a little better. Uh, where'd my? I took my meter off. Do 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 do